Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Indiana Runner podcast. My name is Josh Puccinelli, and this is my portion of the podcast where I sit down with some of the best coaches and athletes from around the state, past and present. We discuss the highs and lows of their running or coaching journeys, the key insights they've gained along the way, and often dive into the bigger picture beyond the course or the track, the things that make them human, not just elite runners or coaches. The presenting sponsor of this week's interview is Olipop. Olipop is a healthy and delicious alternative soda. Available in 14 flavors, including cherry vanilla, cream soda, and my personal favorite, classic root beer, Olipop combines prebiotics, plant fiber, and botanical extracts to support your digestive health with less than 5 grams of sugar and 45 calories in each can. Indiana Runner podcast listeners can get 15% off at checkout with code IRPODCAST15. If you'd like to support the podcast and are looking for a healthy and delicious alternative to soda, check out Olipop today. You're now heading into year six. What uh, what have been some maybe key lessons that you've learned so far? Uh, key lesson. That's a good question. Um, I definitely think that it's just kind of balancing. For me, again, it's easy, not easy, but it's easier than if I had a hundred kids. But just making sure that I'm taking care of these boys and girls on like an individual basis, like mileage wise. Like I don't, you know, like. One year I had a girl that I probably ran her too many miles. And then the next year I backed off and she was a lot better. Like, you know, you just got to find that. You got to find that happy medium because some kids just handle mileage differently and some you can just feed mileage and they, and they continue to thrive. So that's definitely something I've learned a lot quick, which obviously, you know, that seems like, okay, yeah, that's obvious, but you know, you get so, you know, early on, it's like, Hey, this is what we're doing. And everybody's doing the same thing. Like, because it's just like, I didn't really, you know, at that time I didn't really know, but, you know, just in five years, I've been able to realize, Hey, if I individualize this a little bit or even just having conversations like, Hey, you can take this day a little easier, this day a little harder, you know, just stuff like that. Just, just a personal relationship with all the kids is my goal to develop, you know, just so that they're comfortable talking to me. Like, Hey, I'm feeling banged up. Like I've, like I had this, this girl that just graduated track season. That's how she always was like super honest. It was never, never an excuse. Like she was the last girl ever and I have an excuse. She just come into my office be like, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling bad. Like, can I do this? And that's like, I trust you. Like I trust your judgment. Let's figure out a way for it to work. You know? So that's again, and that's just the kids helping me learn too. You know, just, I, I tell them all the time, like you gotta be open to honest with me. I gotta know how you're feeling. And I, I don't know how you feel. You know, I don't want you to go out there and fall apart in a race. So let's make sure you're ready when we show up. So it's been good. I think just learning a lot from the kids and individualizing everything is, is the way to go. The following is an interview with Brady Devine. Brady is an Indian Creek and Marion graduate. He is the current head cross country and track and field coach at his alma mater, Indian Creek. During this interview, we cover Brady's start in the sport, being a multi-sport athlete in high school, the defining moments of his time at Marion, the journey into returning to Indian Creek as a coach, the pros and cons of being both a young coach and a lay coach, staying in shape as a coach, what he's learned in his coaching journey so far, answering a list of questions, and much more. Brady is a super passionate and relational guy. I loved hearing about his personal and individualized approach to coaching. He wants to see the school he grew up in have as much success as possible, and that's evident in his desire to see each of his athletes perform at their maximum potential during their time at Indian Creek. Again, thank you guys for listening to and supporting this podcast. As always, hope you all enjoy this conversation as much as I did. And without further ado, I give you Brady Divine. All right, Brady, welcome to the Indiana Runner podcast. How's it going? Good. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, how is summer going? How's practice? Um, yeah, how are things going? Good. I mean, we got everybody showing up on a consistent basis, so it's good. I mean, obviously, we don't have crazy numbers at school like mine, but, you know, my kids that are going to be varsity and making a difference have been, yeah, having the best summers of their life for sure on, you know, at least my my top seven seem to be right on point where I want them to be. So it's going to be an exciting year. I mean, I, my boys are pretty fired up for the season, so it should be a lot of fun. And that's awesome. What does your guys' like week look like? Are you every day or what time? Yeah, uh, we do everything. We it kind of changes throughout the summer, but yeah, we're every day. Yeah, and uh, we got camp coming up later this week, so that'll be fun. But yeah, we go we go every day, and uh, just to work around my job, we do we run. Uh, we run at the same time as it would be after school because I, I keep my work schedule consistent. Oh, okay. It's nice and hot, which I think you would kind of play. They kind of hate it right now, but it's to their yeah. benefit, later, I think. So it it all works out. Yeah, for sure. What are your hours for work? I work like six to two thirty. So pretty oh, nice. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. What time do you wake up? Uh, four forty-five. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I work on the south side of Indy, so it's a it's a little trip, but it's, but I don't mind it. I've been, you know, I don't, I don't mind the driving at all. Living where we do, we got to drive pretty far to go anywhere. So I don't mind it at all, really. So again, yeah. you get used to waking up early. I'm a morning person, so I kind of enjoy it. There we go. Where are you guys going for uh, camp? Oh, uh, we're going to Brown County State Park. Okay. So, yeah. Right. That's like right, right next to you guys, right? Yeah, it's not far. Yeah, it kind of works out just so, because I know some kids have trouble with like schedules and they got this or that. So actually there's a couple of my kids that will be able to kind of jet out for a couple hours to go do something they got to do. It kind of helps the parents, you know? Oh so yeah, for sure. It's worked out. Yeah. It's a good place. There's a lot of places to run there too, obviously. So it'll be, it'll be good. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to come on Absolutely. here. Um, I've actually, I've wanted to have you on for a while now. I, uh, so I was at the flashes showcase in 2021, I think like the year that Cole, one by like just a, a lean mm -hmm. and I got there like pretty early to watch like the four by eights just like to watch everything and I remember seeing you I didn't know who you were but huh. your girls were running the four by eight and yeah like obviously everyone's there to watch the miles and whatnot but not me not you, uh, not you me. Got, like you guys killed it and you were just like so hype and so into it Oh yeah. And I, I'm always that way. I'm too much. I'll be honest, but I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, super passionate dude. I'll let it be heard when I'm out there. It might, I have a lot of fun with it. No doubt. For sure. That's um, awesome. <laughs> so yeah, I've, uh, I've wanted to have you on for a while now. Appreciate it, yeah. I remember that, that moment and I've seen you, like, <laughs> I've seen you around at different meets and stuff. For and sure. Just like the way you engage with your athletes, I think it's cool. And we can get, obviously get into that as we yeah. go on. But to start this off, we got two little icebreakers here. Sure. First is called Tear Talk. Um, this one's kind of random. We're getting to the bottom of the barrel here. I like but it. The Tear Talk is what are the top three kitchen appliances? So do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You can go first. Okay. So I, I basically just did what I use the most. Maybe not the best three, but the ones I use the most. So number three is toaster. Uh, I'm a big bread guy big uh, sandwich guy as well so gotta toast up the the sandwich gotta toast up the toast obviously so that's that's my number three I like it number two is air fryer um just so versatile you know you can air fry basically everything um actually yeah. had a 
turkey burger with some sweet potato fries tonight. And the Let's sweet potato go. fries are air fried. So okay. there you go. <laughs> the number one uh, by far is coffee maker. Um, yeah, I am severely addicted to coffee. I feel like I've I've oh, tried yeah. to I've tried to give it up a couple of times in the past. And by the end of the day, my head is just like pounding. It's, <laughs> it's like I need my cup now. Yeah, yeah exactly. So those are my three. What about you? Uh, my third, a little more uh, uh, conventional and I guess kind of obvious. I picked a uh, refrigerator just because <laughs> you kind of can't do anything else. So, yeah. uh, and then a little more on the joking side for my number two, uh, kind of funny is the stand mixer, and that's not because of me, but my wife's awesome at baking. So just like the big like KitchenAid mixer that makes okay, yeah. I picked that just because she whips up some awesome cookies out of it. So I got to pick that one. Oh. And uh, number one for me is coffee maker too, no doubt. So I saw that right. as your number one. And there was no way I was going to choose anything other than that. So <laughs> I love me some coffee too, especially waking up as early as I do. Yeah, for sure. How much do you drink a day? Uh, Usually just like 12 ounces. I mean, I don't drink too much. I just kind of get okay. my cup. And then, and then by that time, I'm progressing into my day at work. So, yep. Are you naturally pretty high energy? Oh yeah. Yeah, sure. okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I feel like I, I don't know. I'm pretty like reserved, pretty chill. I feel yeah. like I especially if I don't get a good night's sleep, I've just become so dependent on coffee to, like, <laughs> to, get, to get me going, get me up. For but, sure. Yeah, so that's my number one. So second icebreaker, car thoughts. Uh the gist of it is it's kind of the random thoughts you have in the car, the shower, when you're yeah. walking alone. I'll so like my one. serious one uh is don't let life come to you take hold of it i i don't know a lot of little and not so little things have happened recently to make me like think about this um just thinking about marriage in the future thinking about family thinking about wanting to own a house different things like that it's Mm -hmm. so easy like when life is good like for the most part to just kind of like settle in and coast and I feel like I've kind of been doing that over the past however long, like definitely doing, doing good work at work. Like my relationships are good, but I feel like where I want to be in five, sure. 10, 20 years, right. like the way I'm living. Yeah. 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 It's like, hasn't lent itself to that. So I've been thinking a lot about that, being more intentional with my future, I guess. So sure. Absolutely. Yeah. That's great. That's my serious one. My uh, not so serious is does water have taste? <laughs> the, the, the age old question. I love it. What's um, your opinion on that? I think it does. Yeah, I do too. It, it depends like, on the water you're drinking, but no, I totally, I totally think it does. Yeah. Because then also, water. like, is white a color? That's another one. Like, or is it, uh-huh. is like water the absent of taste and white the like absent of other color? Yeah, this is stuff we could talk about the whole podcast, I think. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> when I'm making these outlines, I'll just for the not so serious, I'll just kind of like stare stare off into the distance. And <laughs> I mean, what am I thinking of right now? Right? Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Cool. What about you? What have you been thinking about? Uh, I say for the uh, the serious, definitely uh, family family and running is something I'm constantly thinking of. And uh, as you maybe you can even hear my baby crying in the background. Yeah. Right <laughs> uh, no, just thinking about family and running and not. The main thing I think about a lot is like I have like a 30 to 40 minute drive, like to to the school from my job. 
And I'm just always kind of thinking of ways, which helps me because I got a smaller team, just kind of thinking of ways to tweak different practices and workouts, like whether it be that day or later that week. Like, obviously, I have a plan, but there's a lot, you know, things are ever changing. I mean, I make changes all the time just because like not, you know, just kind of reading kids, which Mm -hmm. is cool for me because I'm able to do that because I don't have that many. So it's like, you know, I think if I did this for her, did this for him, it's going to benefit them more. So just it's it's a time for me to just kind of like whether I'm listening to music or just in complete silence, just to kind of think about how I can be, I mean, a better husband, obviously, most importantly, better dad, and then uh, just a better coach too, just a better a way to make my kids better, which obviously I'm heading to practice. So most of the time I'm thinking mm-hmm. of practice. So do you yeah, have one kid? I do. It's it just born. She's a couple months old. Actually she turns two months in uh, two days. So oh, wow. two congrats. Months, so. Yep. Yep. Life's, life's changed a lot, but it's been a lot of fun. So yeah, I bet. Yep. And then for my, uh, my not so serious one is, uh, when I'm driving and I'm kind of just spacing out, I just kind of think about what I'm going to eat for dinner after today's, round, <laughs> today's workout. So I'm like, man, what's for dinner? That's what I'm starting to think of. And I'm like, I'm already hungry. And I haven't even, I haven't even ran yet. So there you that's go. definitely my not so serious one. I'm always thinking about food. So <laughs> do you have a, a favorite food or a favorites? Man, I don't, I like a lot of food. I don't really have a favorite. I'm just, <laughs> I love it all, man. To be honest with you, Mexican food's probably probably at the top of my list, though. Oh, there you go. Pizza, just the standards, but you know, nice. I like everything. I'm not. I'm the furthest thing from picky, so I'm a big pizza guy. So I can get on board with that. Guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just so simple, cool. you know, so easy. Well, cool. So we're gonna get into your your background, your story. Talk sure. a little bit about coaching, and we also have some uh, listener questions at the end. So okay. we'll start at the beginning. How'd you yeah. get your start in running, play other sports? Uh, sure. What were you doing besides, uh, yeah, besides sports growing up? Yeah, um, so I got my start, I'd say probably like first, second grade uh, in running. My mom was the middle school coach, actually, for years, like all, when all of us were coming up through the ranks and stuff. And I had three older sisters, and they were all on the team. One of my sisters just a year older than me. I have one that's six years older than me and one that's four years older than me, so – I was kind of always around it with my mom being the Indian Creek middle school coach. So that was cool. That's kind of how I got my, when I started to develop kind of like my love for running and everything, but I did play other sports. I mean, my, my favorite sport growing up and actually to this day is uh, just to play is basketball. I love basketball. I played basketball till my sophomore year in high school. I played freshman basketball and then I hung it up. I, I didn't, I didn't grow in time to be honest with you. I was still pretty short till my sophomore year. I grew a foot like a year. So I didn't stick with it. I wish, I, honestly, that's not a regret, but if I would have stuck with it, I think, it, you know, I love it even more than I do now. But I also played football a couple of random years growing up, and then I wrestled a couple of years when I was young, and I wrestled a couple of years in high school. So, yeah, I did a little bit of everything. But mainly, you know, running was always the main focus for me. And like I said, growing up around my sisters and my mom just kind of made that obvious, you know, so. Yeah. Do you still play basketball today? I do not as much as I'd like to, but any kind of anytime, you know, I have friends that are kind of want to go play, we'll go play, which, you know, most of them are obviously out of shape and stuff. So that's the one thing I have, <laughs> one advantage I have is the cardio when we play, but sure. they're always trying to play half court and I'm trying to run full court, but they're not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the exact same way. That's so funny. <laughs> I love it though. Yeah. Basketball still, I mean, I'm probably nowhere near as good as I once was, but I still, I still really enjoy play. So. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, do you have some early memories of running, like maybe in middle school or even early high school? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think kind of uh, when I was younger, like I was really small. I mean, I was okay when I was in middle school. But my sister, my sister was a year older than me. She was super good, like undefeated and 
a couple of years in middle school. So honestly, like the memories of her and I always tease her to this day, like how awesome she was. And she just kind of rolls her eyes and stuff. But she was a, she's definitely a big inspiration for me kind of as I started to develop more of a love for her. So honestly, my main memories at a super young age didn't come from myself, came from just kind of looking up to my sisters and, you know, the kids that were older than me. And, you know, I want to, you know, I want to be like them one day type of thing. So yeah, that's, that's really my main early memories. And then high school, tons of memories, obviously. I mean, just, uh, we, we had an awesome coach. He, he actually helps at Center Grove now, uh, Michael Stewart. He, he was my coach in high school and he's, he's incredible. He's still doing a great job helping those guys out whenever he can. And he's awesome. So he, he really turned our program around kind of, I think after he left and I graduated, it kind of went back downhill until I started coaching. So mm. obviously I'm pretty young, but I mean, this will be my sixth season. So, you know, five years ago when I first started, it wasn't very good. And just like when he took the job, it wasn't very good, you know, so we didn't really getting better. And I think that's, that's the whole goal. And that's, that was his goal when he showed up, he knew there was some talent, you know, so that, you know, we, we had some, we had some success, but it's been kind of cool for, we'll probably get into this later from a coaching perspective. Now I've uh, actually, we had the fastest team we've ever had in school history this past year, which that team was my team when I was in high school. So it was just a really okay. cool moment. For me. It's like to coach that. It's like, I was telling my boys all year, like, Hey, we gotta be better than this team, which no mm -hmm. question we will be this year. It'll be way better. But you know, last year was kind of the first year getting, getting our feet wet and actually being good on the boys side. So yeah, I mean, tons of memories from high school. I mean, I could probably go on for days, but yeah. So playing other sports, did you think of yourself as a runner or did you even have any concept of like, I guess your identity as an athlete or? Uh, I, you know, when, not really. I mean, I always, I always loved running. Like I said, and basketball was more like a hobby. I played a lot more like as a hobby and never really, I think for me, I never really focused on a sport until I got late into high school. Like even running was just kind of like, okay, I'm pretty good at this, but I didn't really lock in until, you know, later on, I'm like, dang, I'm actually, you know, I had, you know, like I said, Stuart always telling me how good I am, you know, yada, yada. And I, one day I kind of woke up and was like, Hey, you know, this dude's right. So, you know, it just takes that one coach, you know, and that's kind of what my goal is too. And this is, you know, a lot less about me and more about the kids, obviously. So that's, that's my goal is just to, you know, inspire these kids to realize how freaking awesome they can be really. So. Yeah, I think I basketball. That. Basketball is the main sport, though, that kind of helped shape me to realize, hey, running is for me, because I knew I was never going to be a good basketball player. I was never going to play at the college level, you know. So just kind of learning from other sports like that, be like, no, this isn't what I need to be doing. I need to be focusing on that. So I need to be focusing on running. So Yeah. Did you reap a lot of benefit from playing other sports growing up, like to develop your athleticism? And definitely. 100%. Yeah, basketball. Basketball, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It helped me big time with that, no question. Yeah. So you said you have, I would go on for days um, with memories from high school, but do you have maybe one, two or three that really stick out to you? Yeah, for sure. Our first time uh, qualifying for uh, semi-state as a team, which was my sophomore year. Uh, we, it was the first time that we'd done it in school history. So that was a cool moment. And it's just like I said, you know, we had, we had been pretty bad for many years. I mean, we always had a boy or two maybe, but it was like team from a team perspective. I mean, we were bad. You know, we were never making it any semi-state, nowhere even close, you know. So that was that was that was definitely the highlight, you know, being as young as I was. We had a couple uh older guys. We had one guy who actually went on to be an all-American in college. He was awesome. So he was a big part of that team. And he, you know, he inspired us to do it again the next year. So that's definitely my no question. That's my my highlight. We did it again, obviously, my junior year. And then I think we had three or four guys graduate, me going into my senior year. Then one of my teammates left and moved to a different school. So it was kind of, I was on an island my senior year. So the main highlights came 
sophomore and junior year whenever we were having a lot of team success as opposed to just individual success so yeah so when did uh running in college become like a possibility uh I you know probably my probably my junior year I think junior year is where I kind of started to realize that I'm you know I had a pretty good shot if I wanted to run in college and then my sister was a senior that year and she was signing her LOI to run in college so kind of kind of following in her footsteps there I think that's probably the, the main reason yeah so you would end up going to Marion uh where else were you considering how'd you end up at Marion um mm. what was that process like of, of you know I, it was just kind of one of those things where I was kind of dead set if I was going to run it was going to be a Marion kind of thing is I mean I had looks from other schools and stuff I just wasn't all that interested and some of them kind of far further away than Mary. Marion's kind of close to home, obviously. And then if I wasn't going to run, I was just going to go to IU. It was my plan just for school. So, but obviously I didn't end up running. But no, I mean, Marion was really the only, only school I really cared to actually go compete at at the time. So. How was the, the transition to there? Like how, did you feel like you made the right decision early on? Was it a big transition into to college? Uh, yeah, it was for me. I, uh, I came in actually my my senior track season. I had a stress fracture, so I missed like the whole second half of the year, and obviously the tournament and everything. And I, you know, I had, had I got hurt also in the fall, uh, senior year cross country. So it was just kind of like that. And then I got you know in real good shape over the winter. And then track season didn't go as planned, obviously. So it was tough for me right off the bat for Marion. I think just like that mental, I was never really able to climb that mental hurdle because I only I only I only ran one year at Marion because of that. But I stayed there for school, but I only ran one year just because just that mental toll that it took on me, I wasn't able to really bounce back from. And if I go back, I certainly know what I know now and as passionate as I am about the sport, I certainly would have stuck it out. But it just at the time it felt like the right decision just to hang it up. I just wasn't there. My training was nowhere near where I wanted it to be. You know, come in and I'm just nowhere near where I I should have been. So it's tough, you know, when you're 18 and you have to live with that. So it didn't work out, but I actually, you know, I think that's what made me want to end up coaching, you know, it's just kind of getting away from the sport. So abruptly is like, I took a, a couple of years off and I'm, you know, I was like, you know what, I got to find a way back into this. So, and ultimately I did. So maybe hindsight 2020, but knowing that, you know, things wouldn't work out on the running side of things, at least early on, like, did you have any regrets about not going to IU or did you even consider transferring there? Or? No, dude, I loved running. Oh yeah. Running or I love Marion all running aside. No, yeah. Marion was awesome. One of my, my best friend from high school went there. He was on the football and baseball team. So just being able to support him, he was like, he's an awesome football player. So just being able to support him and Marion's kind of a similar atmosphere to where I went to high school. So I really enjoyed it. Professors are great. You know, small class size is what I was used to. So I really enjoyed Marion. I mean, i I would uh, recommend marrying to any kid that, you know, wants a close knit tight environment. You know, it's, it's a great, great university. So. Well, that's a good, good endorsement right there. For sure. Um, so did you, I guess, what did you study at Marion and I guess coming in, what did you plan to do? And then afterwards, like how did that. Yeah, so I, uh, I studied, I uh, came in wanting to just be a finance major. And then one of my professors talked me into doing accounting and finance because it's just, lot of the classes overlap obviously so I was about a semester in and they're like hey you know you should add you should add accounting as a as a double major like I said the goal was just finance at the beginning so and I added accounting and it was obviously a great decision I mean I I do I do a lot of accounting now in my position so I'm I'm really really happy that you know that guy came up to me a professor my was my advisor and said hey give us a shot so 
Yeah, that's what I, that's kind of what I always wanted to do growing up. I knew I loved numbers and finance was definitely the way for me. So yeah, I knew that was the route. And then, like I said, I just, you know, everything fell into place and here I am today, I guess. So. Yeah. Did you, were you able to stick around the sport at all after you hung it up freshman year or? Mm, obviously I followed like the guys that were on the team that like came in with me and even like the older guys, I still followed the team like at Marion. And, uh, but other than that, not really, I kind of just got away from it and, I certainly got out of shape in the meantime. Like I said, a few years went by and I started to get back into it. So I think it was good. I think, it, you know, I needed that time away from it. And like I said, I think that inspired me to do what I'm doing now. That's why I love it so much. Just because, you know, jumping away from it. It's, you know, I've been my whole life since I was eight years old, you know, for 10 years is all I, all I ever knew, really. So pretty cool to get away and then find a way back in it in an avenue like this. So I've loved it every minute of it. How did you get back into it? Where did the uh, where did things uh, come from? So, uh, my one of my good buddies from high school, his uh, brother was quite a bit younger than us. He was going to be he's coming into his senior year. He was a good eight hundred kid, decent cross country runner. Uh, their coach they didn't have a coach at the time for the boys. They did have a coach for the girls cross country team at the, in that first year, and he was like, "Hey, dude, you should apply." Which obviously at this time I'm. I'm 21, like almost 22. So I'm like, yeah, okay. Like for the head coach, I'm like, I'm like, I'm probably not going to get it, but okay, I'll apply. So I applied and then got interviewed and got the job. And actually it's kind of an interesting story. That's how I met my wife. Cause she was the girls. Uh, she just got the girls cross country job. Her brother was the head track coach that season before. And he got her to come down uh, to coach the distance. And then obviously she took the girls job. It was like, Hey, you know, like I'm, She's, you know, it's a big jump for her and she was in school too at the time. She's like, I can't, I don't think I can really do both. Like, I'd like to just do the girls. So then they hired me and yeah, that's how we met. And obviously now we're married and have a kid. So it's pretty cool, pretty cool story. But yeah, Nate Decker was the kid's name that, you know, ultimately got me, uh, ultimately got me the job, I guess, because he was like, you know, trying to talk me into applying for it. So uh, obviously he was at our wedding and I teased him at the wedding and said, hey, you're, you're the reason this happened. So it was a pretty yeah. cool story though, nonetheless. That is cool. Are you guys still coaching together? She, uh, she does what she can. I mean, that's mainly me. I mean, just that one year, we basically, and it wasn't like she was the girls, I was the boys. We were all just kind of, always just kind of both. Like, you know what I mean? Just being such a small team, we did everything together. So it was like, we coached both. It was just, she knew she needed another body in there, but a couple of years she helped as much as she could, but she got so busy with grad school. I pretty much was doing, doing, it, doing it for the most part. And she would come when she can. She always, she still always comes to the meet. So and supports her as she can. But yeah, she stuck around for a couple of years, but it's been, it's been hard. And, you know, when her profession, she's an occupational therapist, it's hard to mm. get out of work and make it to practice, you know, so not quite the flexibility that I have. But, yeah, no, she still loves it and comes around when she can. And, you know, the kids on the team still love her. So it's awesome. Yeah. So you, you take the job right out of college. Yeah. How was the, the first maybe season or year? Like, was it a big transition? Did you, what else did you uh, learn? Yeah, it was kind of crazy because, you know, it was kind of like it was when I was uh, when I was a uh, senior. It was just it was just kind of me my senior year. And it felt like it was just like just kind of this one kid that obviously he's the one that got me to come do it. So from a team perspective, we we didn't have a whole lot of success, but it was kind of one of those things where, you know, I'm like, you know what? Like, these are great kids. We can find a way to make them work hard. You know, year one didn't go too great in terms of like, you know, too much success. I think we had one girl and one boy make it out to the semi-state and uh, cross country. And that was it. But it's like. You know, you take your you take your wins when you can get them, especially at school like that. And it's it was cool because it kind of lit a fire under me. I'm like, you know, I want to turn this thing around like my coach did, you know, all those years ago. So it was it was fun. I mean, I, I've 
that first year is even fun just because it's like, you know, I'm so young and, you know, like people ask, like, you know, I, I always would even get, I'd get confused as a high school kid, obviously, because I mean, I still, <laughs> even get and I still get that sometimes. Like, this is funny, but you know, I mean, people always ask me if that like bothers me. I'm like, no, like it's awesome. When I'm here, you know, another 10 years from now, hopefully I still look young and you yeah. know, whatever. I'll take that compliment then. It's like, it's never bothered me at all. So yeah, no, it's, it's been a lot of fun though. So how is it being so young? Like, how do you, I don't know, like obviously you're close enough where you kind of understand what sure. they're talking about, the culture of, yeah. of high school and things, but also that you have yeah. to be an authority figure too. Like, how do you balance that? For sure. No, yeah, I think there's definitely a, a time and a place. And, you know, I've got, the good thing is, is, you know, since a couple of years in, I've had some like really awesome leaders, like coaching wise, just some kids on my team that are just awesome. So it's kind of like, obviously on any team anywhere, there's going to be some stuff that gets out of hand at times, whether it's around me or not, but I'll hear about it or I'm like right there immersed in it. And, you know, I just, I've always had kids to step up and, you know, honestly kind of help take care of it before I even have a chance to. So I think that's been good. It's just kind of like, being lucky enough to have those leaders and then obviously you know the kids below them see them doing it and then one day they're in that position so it's just kind of it's a revolving door at this point so but from from but being young standpoint I honestly feel like I get more respect from the kids than uh I would if I was older because I mean I run with them every day and I put in the same work that they do so it's like I think they like seeing that you know coaches out there kicking my butt like I there's not a whole lot I can do to complain about that <laughs> so I think from a respect point of view that's that's helped me a lot just uh earning their respect that way and I'm just having great kids. I mean, Indian Creek's full of great kids. So it's, it's a lot of fun. So are you still in pretty good shape? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely am. I'm, I'm, I'm probably in the best shape of my life, no doubt. Dang. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. I, I really enjoy it. It's, I kind of make it a game and I tease the guys every year, tell them I'm not going to let any of them beat me. And they all joke and they're like, Oh, you wait, you wait, you, you know, you'll turn here in a few years. You're going to be getting older. And I'll be, you know, somebody will beat you then. I'm like, Hey, until then I'm going to keep, teasing you and talking my talk so now i really enjoy that part of it though it makes them better you know they know if they're with me they know they're kind of doing their job so yeah i stay in pretty i've stayed in really good shape and i think that's the most enjoyable part about it is you know you know you go there and have fun and get paid a little bit and stay in shape so yeah for sure uh what did you guys practice structure like that you're able to to still run with them uh so uh typically it just depends on the time of year, really. But I mean, you you just mean from like a mileage perspective, per se. Yeah, or like, yeah. I don't. Know, do you have to be back before like the the kids that are going the shortest distance are, or is it kind of just I don't know? There's that trust uh, built in, or you know, I I try to build workouts to where like I can be, I can be a part of it the whole time. Whether it's like running with the the top group of boys, because if I don't, I feel like you know they're it's probably not going to go quite as well as it would if I did. But I kind of I kind of structure in a way to like if it's say you know it's a uh, interval day or something or we're doing some kind of repeat it's like I'll structure it to where our like active rest or standing rest is while the other group's going just kind of like create a course out somewhere on the property and just find a way to balance it as opposed to just being standing there with a clipboard you know and sometimes I'll just have everybody go one time too it just kind of it really just depends on what we're doing but you know I find a way to make it work and that's again back to the very beginning of the what we were talking about that's the kind of stuff I think about all the time like okay how can I do this today to make it actually work officially and you know nobody gets too much rest or not enough rest you know so that's the kind of stuff I put a lot of thought into because I'm really like the only body out there taking you know controlling what's going on in practice so but it's it works smooth all the time like I said the kids help and it's awesome so yeah what uh what do you think you could go in a like a 5k or or a half or or something like that uh hmm 
Well, if you ask me in a couple months, probably a little faster, but I bet if I ran a 5K today, I'd probably, I'd maybe be able to break 16, 16, 15, depending on the course. So Damn. I don't know. But I think in a few months it'll be a little better because we're just kind of getting into it mileage, you know, mileage wise and stuff. But we just, we ran a, uh, we ran a time trial on the track after track season, like right after track season. So I was like, hadn't been running any distance. And I, unfortunately, none of the boys really hung with me that day, but I ran like 1635. So I feel like I turned the bill out faster than that now. That was, you know, six weeks ago. So I think I could be low 16s or sub 16 for sure. There we go. Do you got any races planned? No, I was going to do one on the 4th of July, but I didn't end up making it out. I just got too busy with going. It's kind of hard. You know, I spend so much time at work and then, you know, practice. And then obviously I got a wife and kids. I can't really, I can't really do too much of that anymore. But if anything, I'll run a time trial with them again here in a few weeks or something and see what I can do. But like I said, that you know, I'm probably not running that time on a super, you know, crazy course or anything. But if it was a road race or a pretty quick course, I probably could. That's cool. So. I imagine you're probably the youngest, if not one of the youngest coaches in any room that you go in. What is that yeah. that like being around other coaches who are established older? Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really bother me. You know, I I actually kind of enjoy it. It's, you know, we you know, it's at first it's just kind of like what can I learn from these guys? And at this point it's just like, you know, just just be myself. And you know, I've I've you know over the years I feel like there's been some coaches in the surrounding area that, you know, I didn't really ever talk to at one point. And now I talk to them a little bit more, just kind of earning people's respect. Cause we've had a, you know, not a ton of success by any means. But we've had some. So it's just kind of like obviously I'm working hard and you know, they understand that. So now the coaches, you know, any coach that I really come in contact with is great and understands I'm, you know, passionate about running and love it. So, you know, they're all super respectful and helpful. And anytime I need help or anything, like I said, I Michael Stewart, my ex coach, I'm feel free to reach out to him or, you know, any of the other center group coaches, they're all pretty awesome too. So just Franklin, Whiteland, everybody's awesome, you know, around here. So no, I don't, it doesn't bother me at all. I just, I, I've never really even thought about it, to be honest with you. When I walk in there, it's just kind of like, I'm there to, I'm not even really thinking about what's going on in a coach's meeting or anything. I'm focusing on what I'm in my head. And what am I going to go tell my girls? What am I going to go tell my boys right after this? You know? So it's, it is what it is. You're now heading into year six. What, uh, what have been some maybe key lessons that you've learned so far? Uh, key lesson. That's a good question. Um, I definitely think that it's just kind of balancing. For me, again, it's easy. Not easy, but it's easier than if I had 100 kids. But just making sure that I'm taking care of these boys and girls on like an individual basis, like mileage wise, like I don't, you know, like one year I had a girl that I probably ran her too many miles. And then the next year I backed off and she was a lot better. Like, you know, you just got to find that, you got to find that happy medium because some kids just handle mileage differently and some you can just feed mileage and they, and they continue to thrive. So that's definitely something that I've learned a lot quick, which obviously, you know, that seems like, okay, yeah, that's obvious, but you know, you get so, you know, early on, it's like, Hey, this is what we're doing. And everybody's doing the same thing. Like, because it's just like, I didn't really, you know, at that time, I didn't really know, but you know, just in five years, I've been able to realize, Hey, if I individualize this a little bit or even just having conversations like, Hey, you can take this day a little easier, or this day a little harder, you know, just stuff like that. Just, just a personal relationship with all the kids is my goal to develop, you know, just so that they're comfortable talking to me. Like, Hey, I'm feeling banged up. Like I've, like I had this, this girl that just graduated track season. That's how she always was like super honest. It was never, never an excuse. Like she was the last one ever and I have an excuse. She'd just come into my office be like, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. I'm feeling great. Or I'm feeling bad. Like, can I do this? And that's like, I trust you. Like, I trust your judgment. Let's figure out a way for it to work, you know? So that's, 
again, and that's just the kids helping me learn too. You know, just, I, I tell them all the time, like, you gotta be open and honest with me. I gotta know how you're feeling. And I, I don't know how you feel, you know, I don't want you to go out there and fall apart in a race. So let's make sure you're ready when we show up. So it's been good. I think just learning a lot from the kids and individualizing everything is, is the way to go. So. Yeah. Where does that come from? Or that, uh, I don't know, that relational style of coaching, like how, have you always been like a pretty relational guy or? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think I was a little, I was a little bit the opposite of what I preached to my kids to be when I was their age. So that's kind of why I wanted to be the opposite. Cause I was always Mr. Like, Oh no, I'm not, you know, I'm fine. You know, you know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't go talk to my coach, even though my coach was open, up wanted me to come talk to him. I was just Mr. No, 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 I don't need, I'm good. You know what I mean? So I think it was just like right. dwelling on that and be like, I'm not going to be like, I don't, you know, I can't let these kids be like that. They got to know and they got to talk to me. And you're still going to get stubborn kids that don't, that don't come tell you when something's wrong until something goes wrong. And then I, you know, I'll sit down and talk to him like, Hey, this is what I'm talking about. You know, like we gotta, you gotta be honest with me. You gotta tell me how you feel. So I think that's just been learning from past experience. I wasn't that way. So I want these kids to make sure they are that way. Just that's how you, you know, you breed success that, you know, through that process. Do you feel like the kids have responded well to that? Absolutely. Yeah, I know really well. I mean, like I said, some more than others, but certainly, yeah. I mean, I've had, I've had a select few where it's, it's they became a lot more successful just by make, knowing that they can come talk to me whenever they need to, or, you know, whatever it is, text me, come to my office, anything. So, yeah, no, I think that's, that's the thing. And it's like, it's easy. I think I'm maybe a little bit more approachable than some coaches might be just because I am young. It's like, I've been, you know, I was there kind of recently, which obviously I'm just going to get older. So I got to do my best to try to keep that, keep that rolling. But yeah, no, I think, I think being young is, has really helped in that aspect, but it's, it's helped us, it's helped us out a lot. Just, you know, kids understanding that. Could you give an overview of your training? You can share like as much or as little as you want, but like keyword yeah. mileage, things like that. For sure. Yeah. I mean, like right now we, I have like, I try to tear it off in like groups. Again, I talk about individualizing stuff, but obviously I can't, you know, send a workout. I can't send 20 different, 30 different workout plans or whatever, you know? So it's like, a, there's groups and that's when I have side conversations about this, this and that when I notice things, but yeah, I mean, I've got, you know, like three groups of boys and then, basically kind of kind of two to three groups of girls just like this is your mileage you know so they know what you know obviously they know what to expect when they show up and we go off mileage not time I know some people do time but we do straight straight mileage which you know at the beginning we actually did do time and I didn't like it and I don't think the kids did either so which you know just kind of depends but in terms of mileage like right now I think my you know I, I try to keep it slow I mean I don't have I don't I just don't have anybody built yet for just crazy miles so I mean even at this point in the summer, I think we're like 45 for my top boys. We'll, we'll progress, but I mean, we'll, we'll get higher, but right now it's being, you know, mid July, we're 45, you know, maybe pushing towards 50 in the next couple of weeks, but we won't ever really go too much higher than that. And then, you know, I obviously have a super talented girl that runs a lot more miles than the other girls. I mean, as you can imagine, and she handles it well, which, and she's all, she's, she's great. So she makes sure to tell me, you know, I can read her really. She doesn't really, she's pretty shy. She doesn't say much, but it's like, if I can tell she's feeling banged up, you know, I'll back off of her, but she's been responding extremely well this summer, having an awesome, awesome summer. So she's obviously a little more closer to those boys than way closer to those boys than the other girls are. So their way, you know, their mileage is a bit down. Our girl seems not very big, so it's pretty easy to, to break the groups out, but yeah, I mean, just, you know, I, I'm not a big believer in high miles. I'm just not because it just never worked for me. I think that's why I fell apart as a senior. So, again, it's, you know, high school experiences for me. I'm trying to 
push onto these kids. I have some younger kids on my team, younger boys that certainly in a couple of years, they could probably handle being way up there in miles, but we're just not there yet. You know, they're still young, still got a pretty darn young team. So yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. Mileage sounds like maybe one of the things, but is there anything that you've really flipped on in your six years of coaching now? Uh, hmm. Not really. I mean, I just try to stay pretty consistent in what we do. And then, you know, I've made about some ideas off some other coaches and just being really aware of how often and how often we run hard. I'm just, I'm real, I try to be smart about that. And it's like, you know, I'm not, I'm not hard or easy. I think we have, we run a lot of like, you know, medium, I guess if that's what you want to call it. I mean, obviously there's better words than that, but I mean, I, I just try to keep a good balance. You know, I don't try to, I don't run them too hard too much. And, you know, maybe we have, maybe we should have more easy days some weeks and maybe we should have less. I mean, it's, it's, it just depends every week, but it's just kind of like, again, I don't have a set pace. These dudes need to go run. It's like, I show up, I kind of gauge how I feel. I talk to them, see how they feel. I talk to all of them, every, you know, everybody and be like, this is actually what I want from you guys today. Even though this said that, you know, they, they show up knowing the pace that they need to be close to running and, you know, it doesn't always work that way. So no, not really. I haven't really flipped too much. It's just kind of a more of just individualizing things and just, you know, making sure again, kids are honest with me and we, you know, let their bodies tell them how they feel and we go from there. But I mean, I've kept, kept it pretty consistent. So. How much does being a smaller school influence your like approach to training? Do you, because if one, one or two or three guys go down, like that could be you know, catastrophic. Yeah. So yeah, Absolutely. That's why I do it the way I do it. Yeah. I just try to keep the miles down because I don't want to look back and be like, okay, the reason we fell apart is because I had these dudes running 65, 70, 80 miles a week. Like I don't have bodies. Like I don't, you know, if, if I lose a top five guy this year, it changes everything. I mean, I just can't lose them. So I'm going to keep them down. See how they respond. Maybe slowly creep the miles up. Maybe well, you know, we'll see. I mean, if anything comes up, maybe I back one guy down, you know, that's the thing is I don't have the luxury of, Oh, I got another, I got another 1630 or 16 flat guy right here. Pull him up. No, I don't have that. I, you know, if I lose that, we're, we're in big trouble. So definitely being in a small school, you got to coach way differently than you do at a bigger school, even to be, even a medium sized school. You know, if I, I wish I had 30 boys on the team either, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, I don't have anywhere near that. So I got 12 to 15 this year. So yeah, there's not a next man up mentality here. We just gotta, we gotta stay healthy. Definitely. What about the flip side of the coin with culture? What uh, what kind of culture are you trying to build at Indian Creek? Yeah, that's a I like I like that question. You know, I think that's a that's ever changing. To be honest, uh, I think it's I think it's something that I that I put a lot of uh, pride into and just kind of you know just kind of just hits on a little bit of everything that we've talked about so far is just kind of them relating to me and just building culture that way. And I don't think culture is something that's ever the same. Like, I don't think anything about my team will be the same in five years as it is right now. Cause I'm going to have a completely different group of kids, you know, four years from now, completely different group of kids. So it's just kind of being willing to, I'm not like, I'm not going to be that coach where this is how it's got to be. You know, you know, this is my program. It's always worked now. Like stuff's going to change. Like I'm going to have different personalities come up. Like this generation coming up is even different than the ones that are in high school now. So just building a culture where they just, you know, they understand that I'm, you know, willing to work with them all the time. I mean, you know, even just getting a chance to work with some of the middle school coach or the middle school kids now on occasion, so they get to know me, you know, being in a small school, it's good that they you know, see these kids' faces and everything. So just, just kind of just always being there. I mean, I'm there way too much. Like I'm probably at the school more than any other coach. Like it's, it's crazy. I'm there all the time, but it, you know, that's, that's what it takes. So I think it's to build a successful culture at a small school. You got to be there. 
you know, you got to be, you got to put in the time and they got to, you know, these kids that are on the team, kids that are younger, they got to see me there. And, you know, that's going to make them want to work, or at least that's what I hope. So, yeah, yeah. again, I, th- I just think culture is not something that I ever want to be the same. I want it to change year to year because, you know, different leaders, you know, kid wise coming in. If you'd like to continue listening to this episode of the podcast, you'll need to subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Indiana Runner. Once you do, you'll get access to all full-length episodes of the interview portion of the podcast, in addition to other subscriber-only content, including extra content from Colin and Taylor, book club episodes, the ability to ask my guests questions, and much more. Thanks again for listening to and supporting this podcast. I look forward to connecting with you on Patreon.